welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 285 of the Fred Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Woo! We're joined by someone else as well this week. Who is it? It's Lee. It's me. It is. It'll be very pleasant. I will be oh, pleased. <laughs> you will be pleasant. <laughs> you will be, be pleasant. Very pleasure. Is that a threat? Like, oh, you will be pleasant. You um, shall be pleasured I, I, I by my dulcet tones. I, I can't. I can't promise that I'll be pleasant. I will host the podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> and it will go from there. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, that's the best I can offer. Down, down, down into the deep pits of despair. Indeed. Right. Let's. Uh, let's. You like it. <laughs> let's let's podcast like we usually podcast. Let's indulge in our in our self stuff. Matt, Matt, what you been up to this week? <laughs> I I have been up to the square root of fuck all. Indeed. Um, I mean, I've not yeah, I've not done any guitaring. No, you, I mean, you did touch a guitar this week, but it was I did. I moved, I moved my Gretsch, which is my bedroom noodle guitar out of the way so I could get a mattress into the room. What I'm picturing is it. like Fender, you know, the Fender see-through guitars, but they like fill them with Lego and stuff. And I'm picturing one of them, but noodles. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's a, it's a Gretsch duo. Du- I did, I yeah, it's, it's your it uh, streamliner, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a streamliner. It's basically the shape that Malcolm Young has, but it's red. Nice. I, I can't remember. It's. I think the number is five triple two, but obviously that means nothing to most people. No, I mean that's as good as Ibanez do that, isn't it? Yeah. We have <laughs> a yeah. we, we have a session musician over at Tonepedia who plays most of the Tonepedia riffs. His name's Mickey um, Vecno or something along those lines. A fantastic guitarist, and he posted a, a short up today of him playing the actual Malcolm Young uh, Gretsch. You know, like with the one pickup in. Yeah. And then, and and he was like, "I can't play lead on this because <laughs> you're not allowed. It would be sacrilege." <laughs> uh, and then he, uh, the next one was of like um, Angus's SG and that Gretsch next to each other, and I was like, "Oh my god, I bet he's having a great day." Indeed, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, iconic, iconic tone is those two guitars paired together, isn't it? Mm. It's just a just an iconic tone. I mean. We're lucky this week. So the past two episodes, we've we've um, mentioned that directly afterwards, a, a massive musical star has died. And this week... Wasn't the case. Wasn't the case. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Ozzy has, um, has announced retired today... Retired from... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's retired. Um, but he's not dead, so that's a thumbs up. I mean, Ozzy's retired a bunch of times, haven't he? No, I mean... Yeah, but he's just said he he can't get on stage. Like, he's been put, postponing this tour for, what, four years now, waiting for him to be able to walk on the stage? Yeah. And they've like, yeah, seriously, your back is not going to be up to travelling, so Eddie's just going to have... He has to cancel. Like, he he can still do the odd gig from what his post said, but he can't tour. Yeah. And I mean, touring's to, tough. To be fair, I think it's, it's, it's a good shout, because... He has not been on top form for some time. No, not since that um, that accident on the uh, quad bike, was it? I mean, I, I would probably suggest even earlier than that, but... seven. Yeah, <laughs> which accident on the quad bike? Because I think he's had two. Really? Because <laughs> I think it's the second one that's kind of done this. Okay. But he, I'm pretty sure he had one like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm thinking of, uh, yeah, about 2005 yeah. issue, and it and people were like, "Fuck, is Ozzy gonna die? Because he's not gonna die. <laughs> no, he's like no. heroin. That's it's... it." <laughs> I, I was like, "From a quad bike, fuck no! How many times have I fallen off of a quad bike? He's gonna be fine." <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I didn't he didn't count he into didn't the fact fall he was like, like for quad bike. He rolled the quad bike on top of himself. Yeah, yeah, d- yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's a little like... bit older than you as well. Just you know, yeah, just a smidge. This, this is it. But when when it was two thousand and five, I wasn't really considering that. I wasn't really as uh, yeah aware of your own mortality. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you think everyone's as as more immortal as you as well, don't you? Yeah, you've got the yeah the inexperience of youth. Ugh. Mm. 
Yes. I mean, on on a slightly lighter note, I was listening to some Black Sabbath this week. Um, nice. Because uh, Alex from Xander Pedals released a video about basically he wanted to give uh, like stoner doom metal a try. Like with with a couple of his pedals, so he used like the the oh the uh, the American Geek, the Cradium, and the Terra Firma, I think it was. Okay. And like paired like paired them and like stacked them and and whatnot. And the opening sound and like the riffs he was doing sounded like a Black Sabbath song, but I couldn't remember for the life of me what the song was. <laughs> what was it? So I mean, it, it sent me down a little rabbit hole, but it, it ended up being uh, a National Acrobat. Which okay. like slightly deep cut um from Sabbath. And then that got me onto a little spiral of just listening to some Sabbath and it was fucking awesome. I uh I grew up playing Sabbath. Like Sabbath were one of those bands that I once I'd learned how to do power chords and learned how to do pop punk, basically. Cause that that was my initial initial mm. push into guitar. I was like, I wanna I wanna play some Blink One Eight Two, I wanna play some of these this pop punk that I, I like, like, like listening to. I learned so how we to do saying, it. We were having this chat uh, a couple of weeks ago, weren't we, about like, um, I, oh yeah, we were talking about John Mayer and some other guitarists and we were we were saying like how some guitarists are very good guitarists but very vanilla songwriters and then you've got people like Tony Iommi who's like this really, you know, he's not the best guitarist in the world but fuck, God. Duck, I mean, he write a song. He he doesn't have the most amount of fingers, as well. <laughs> well he's got the same amount of fingers, just not the ends of them, not, not the entire fingers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude's I mean, doing pretty well considering the fact that he has like twenty five percent of two fingers completely disappeared. Whenever ever, anyone ever mentions his fingers, I always think of Django Reinhardt because he only had two. And have you heard that fucker play? Yeah, he, he shreds like I mean, mofo. He's all over the place. He, was, he makes but me he wasn't awesome playing metal, slow. was he? No, he wasn't. No. Put a bit of gain on it, you would have been fine. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, he needed to try harder, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needed to be in the future a little bit, didn't he? But fucking hell, the, yeah, the guy was just and, and same with Les Paul as well. Like, he had all his fingers, but he he could play. Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Les Les Paul, um, from our perspective, is the name of a. Um, of, look, look, we know who, look where the origins of the guitar came from, but he's the guy who made the guitar, isn't he? He's the guy who popularized that and like did the studio recording stuff. He's not like the the Les Paul session musician, artist. the Les Paul artist, yeah, Ford and yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah, he, he, I mean, I, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole listening to some of his stuff, and I was just like, what? <laughs> it's just he, he's. Uh, and like he, he started doing all the double tracking and delay and all that sort of thing, it wasn't just the Les Paul he created. It was loads of stuff. Yeah, he used to um, he used to play the bass lines, double the speed, and then slow the tape down by half, so that it would drop down an octave. Just like you crazy <laughs> motherfucker, like playing the bass line twice the speed. Mm. <laughs> but. There you go. I mean that that's that's the the crazy genius of the guy. But yeah, I mean I, I get what you're saying. I owe me what he lacked in technical ability. He made up for in just riffs that absolutely slap. And his solos are killer as well. You know they work. Well, he he, just, he does a lot of like studio trickery with his solos, doesn't he? There's a lot of like overlapping, yeah, uh, multi-track solos. Which Does conf- my head in when I've got to play yeah. in live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it confused the shit out of me when I was first playing. I'm like, how do I do yeah. this? How do I do like <laughs> two simultaneous <laughs> things at once? I've done it where like, I'm playing it on one string and start playing the other one on another string, but it starts getting really fucking messy. Unless you've got like a hairband around your neck or something, it starts getting really fucking messy. And it's um, my hairbands don't stretch that far. My neck's quite quite thick. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> Uh, but level. yeah, so I mean, <laughs> Sabbath slap. One thing, like there was this meme, oh fuck, of like Sabbath tunes, and it had like this like evil looking skeleton, and it was like the 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 main riff in Sabbath songs, and then it had like the same skeleton, 
like in a in a field with like flowers and like a flute, and it says like <laughs> Black Sabbath breakdowns, and it is fucking spot on because you've got like these absolutely heavy slapping riffs, and then there's do 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 do. You like. Yeah, that is Sabbath. It's a kids TV show. Yeah. And we're back to Sabbath again. Yeah, yeah. Just like a, I don't know, like 16 bars of just, we're going, we're going jazz time. And, and, and then it just like slips into Planet Caravan. And you're like, oh, Planet Caravan's a trip in and of itself, isn't it? <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. Do you know they, they were actually going to be called Earth when they first started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they ran with that for a little while, didn't they? Yeah, I'm glad they changed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, there's already something with that name in there. Wind and Fire. Indeed. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly that. Do you, do you see that clip with uh, Dave Grohl recently talking about his drum fills and, and all his stuff, or his drumming off of um, the Nova, uh, off of Nevermind and stuff and how it's all disco beats? <laughs> <laughs> and he said the... Um, the the drummer he was emulating all the disco beats turned up at a party of these once and he walked up to him and went, Man, I've just got to say, like, I owe you so like big time. And the guy just turned around and went, Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fair play. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah. Standard. Right, Lee. Lee. What you been up to? Because it's been a little while. It's been a little while. Yeah. I've been busy. Um we uh have I been on since Christmas? I no. don't think you have. Oh, Merry sorry, Christmas I've... and a Happy oh, New Year, Lee. Yeah, Happy New Year, listeners. I mean, I've spoken to you. I haven't spoken to Matt much other than on, like, on MSN. Yeah, it's all been through. MSN, a- MSN? what is this, 2003? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, tell people that you are fucking old without actually saying you're fucking old, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I plugged my I plugged my laptop into the wall and dialed up to get onto my MSN to talk to Lee. It's a lot of effort. You could have just done it on Messenger. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, does that even exist anymore? No, no, surely not. I want to know now, but we're, we're, we're I'm, I'm sure later. I'm sure it does in one format or another. Oh no, didn't they shift it all into Skype? Yes. I have a feeling that, that that when Microsoft bought Skype, they forced all of your MSN into Skype. Oh, that's you don't know. Is I actually have a typewriter and I type letters and I, I send them and I post them out to Matt. <laughs> that's the only way we communicate. Dearest Matthew, <laughs> <laughs> it has been nine months since I have heard from you last. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, so you you've Ghosting done you, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sends a message yeah, so, back. Didn't get the didn't get your last letter. Sorry. Yeah, I've been busy. I've been traveling uh, a lot. So been to went to the UK, see family for Christmas, and that sort of thing, which was fantastic. But I've um, Stockholm, and when I was in Stockholm, I went and visited um, uh, some friends who run a, a little base orientated company called EBS. Indeed, that w- yeah, that was good fun. Um, the guys at EBS are really, really cool. I met the guy who started EBS, and that was really nice. Um, um, yeah, show me through what they've got, talk about what they've coming up, and uh, yeah, it was nice. Got to play on some really fancy gear, um, some like custom shop Fender bases and stuff like that, and um, yeah, did a little bit of business and stuff, and it was fun. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Nice to visit their their office. Nice. Um, Cool. Loads of like big posters of Billy Sheehan everywhere, <laughs> cool. and I uh, I actually grabbed some cables because because um, it's CBS obviously and they do like fantastic like, cables. But there's um they had these really cool MIDI cables where you can like twist the ends. Um, is it you turn it off? They're around here somewhere. But they had this like proprietary thing, and then another company who they would not tell me who, but like a big company said, "Oh, actually, we've got the patent for that, so you, you you need to cease and desist." But the other company who have the patent for it aren't making the product. Oh, what? Yeah, so this great idea. Cause you, know, you know how good the EBS cables are, right? So this great idea you can't actually buy. Oh, mother Hubbard's. Yeah, so it was like. 
actually. <laughs> I was like, thank you, because I really need these. <laughs> MIDI cables are a pain in the ass. So, um, yeah, that, that was really nice. Um, spoke to my friends up Strandberg, went for a, a, several McDonald's. <laughs> um, yeah, long old drive that was. And on the way home, it fucking snowed so hard all the way home. It was just mental. Mm. Just, I've made some videos. We released a video for the Kernham Ridge, which... Um, the Kernham Ridge? Yeah. Tell, tell us what this is. <laughs> have you forgotten? <laughs> That's like called it. Of course, of course we had. Of course we have. So yeah, you're gonna have to go and watch it and uh, see whether I liked it or not. Indeed. Um, That's the delay paddle, right? <laughs> 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 so yeah, it, it's um I won't spoil the video. Go and watch it because it's well worth a watch. Yeah. Uh I on Monday, I released a a large questionnaire aimed at getting um, letting people have their say about what they do and don't like about um, about the pedal pedals and how they are at the moment. Because you hear us going on about it here, and we all have our very different takes. I'm like, everything needs MIDI. Matt's, Matt's like, nothing needs MIDI. But I mean, one like, of you is, is correct. MIDI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it asks you not questions just about MIDI. There's a section about that, but like, do you want top mounted jacks? Duh. Oh, yes. What sort of colours oh. is it? You know, all all these sort of things. What gets you going on the pedal? And just trying to, um, yeah, see what people like. And honestly, it's been quite surprising to see the results. We've had a lot of entries so far. It's pinned yeah. to the top of pedal board today. I'm going to have a look. I really want to hear from you and see what you uh, think because your input is absolutely invaluable. Cool. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, we've got some things coming up, but I'm going to be building a MIDI board soon, um, because I like MIDI <laughs> and I've got some, uh, new gear from Pirate Audio over in Australia. So I'm going to be, uh, making a MIDI board and let you know all about that gear. Yar. And it looks super easy to use as well. It's like, it's connected to an app and you just basically scroll down on the app. Yeah. Uh, to the product and you click the product and it does all the shit for you yeah so. i mean the uh the x stomp did a thing like that didn't it the that had like a bunch of settings for what you were hooking it up to the x stomp what that that yeah, multi Steph. that pedal yeah. that you would like, yeah. do different things no the x stomp air step light oh sorry sorry i thought you were t- yeah um Yes, it did, uh, but it was it was more about controlling things that controlled other things. So, like you, you, the pedals that you were controlling, unless they had Bluetooth, yeah, or you were connecting straight to them, it wouldn't do that. It worked for like the Wazir Air and stuff like that had Bluetooth that has Bluetooth built into it. And I've also got a product from them which I'll be reviewing soon as well, which is a YouTube Air Step. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They because they yeah. do like the a similar form factor, but like locked to specific products, don't they? Because they do one for the katanas, they do one for YouTube. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they've they've got a couple. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got it in here, and I I owed them a video on that, so um, I've told them what I've been up to, and they're like cool. But yeah, I'll be sorting that out very soon and getting out. Other than that, I've had a couple of other pedals drop uh, on my doorstep just before Christmas or just after from Wampler. I had the Gearbox and the Frustration. um, Let me get the Gearbox out of the way first. Really nice. So Richard mentioned it on the podcast. Um, It's a a tumulus on one side and it's uh, like a 5150 sort of thing on the other side and they just pair up really nice. Absolutely love it. Really great pedal, and it, it just works together really, really nicely. Mm. The frustration caught me completely off guard, and it's one of my new favorite pedals. Interesting. It's so mental. It's like really, really aggressive. Like, almost like Big Muff style, get, virgin on gated fuzz. Yeah. 
and it's got an octave on it as well and you can switch both from independently uh, you can switch the order on them and stuff like that and yeah it, it's wicked <laughs> it really made me smile so much is it octave up or octave down octave up i wish it was octave down indeed i wish i had the choice yeah i oh, like octave up more yeah octave I, I like down is box. for losers <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just going to shake my head because the listeners know I'm already shaking my head. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it hasn't stopped for a while. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it, yeah. ever since the word midi, you were just like, no, no, no. <laughs> I think other than that, I think that's all of the new stuff that I've had. I've we spoke about the victory pedals before, didn't we? We did. Uh, in fact, they were mentioned on the uh, guitar stuff of the Anum. Right, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. But I mean, they are really good. I mean, they're co- um, co-made between Martin Kidd and Adrian Ford, but they're going to be fucking good, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. I should probably mention what I've been up to this week. Oh, yeah. I have done what I've done. I went to see The Darkness yesterday. Uh, yeah, they were they were excellent as ever. It was a so it was a double headline gig with uh, the Darkness and Blackstone Cherry. I'm going to say Black Sabbath then. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, they just don't didn't you turn mean up. You went to see Black Sabbath. They just didn't turn <laughs> supported up. Supported by the Darkness. <laughs> no, it was it was a double headliner, so they both kind of shared the shared the spotlight. Uh, the Darkness was first, and uh, I went to see them. I um, halfway through the gig, I felt. Like something hit me in the chest, looked down, and there was a plectrum. Like, sweet. So I got myself a, a Justin plectrum. I was cool. I mean, semi semi assaulted by Justin's plectrum. <laughs> um, but it's cool. I'm not pressing charges. I thought you were going to say you got a semi because you got Justin's plectrum. <laughs> I mean, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I've, got a, I've got a Justin Hawking. Um, stage used plectrum and so did my brother as well like we weren't even that close we were probably about five to seven people back and we both got <laughs> got plectrums which was kind of cool um but yeah we we watched the entire darkness set we watched a little bit of the blackstone cherry set like musically they were very like very well practiced. Oh, okay. They like they they're like musically able, but but their music was kind of <laughs> it it was very. American. I don't know. I don't know a, a kind way of saying it. So <laughs> do it like do a rag on Blackstone Cherry. Yes, I do. Yeah, it was it was fucking boring. It was just all <laughs> the same. <laughs> like yeah, they've had a couple of good songs, but I. I... I can't remember what those songs were, but I remember enjoying them when they came out. Yeah, yeah. The, the I had to I had to look through their entire Wikipedia page and then listen to like five songs to work out which is the one that I remember. Is, is it Lonely Train? Yes. So Lonely Train mm. and Blind Man were ones that were on Kerrang. Yeah, I listened to Blind Man and didn't recognize it at all. <laughs> but yeah, Lonely Train was all over um, Kerrang when I was about fourteen. Yeah, uh, when a blind man cries now. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they've got like a song called "Lonely Train" and a song called "Blind Man" just suggests how generic blues they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if they've got a song called like uh, "Dang Woman" or something, then they've got the trifecta of just blues cliches, <laughs> aren't they? But it, it's all very like kind of southern southern rock. Kind of driving, maybe like one thirty-ish BPM, and the entire time it is that. Yeah, and the riffs are all in drop D, yeah, or drop C sharp, and you yeah. know they start with an open chord, and then you fret a couple of times, and then go back to the open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you could probably get a an AI program to write you a Blackstone Cherry riff. Like a, a song, but it'd go, here's opening riff, here's like 
muted version of opening riff with some chords. Here's like anthemic chorus with just kind of chugged chords. Back to opening riff. Maybe like a, a cleaner section. Yeah, they fit into like sort of Creed and Nickelback and like they're not that maybe slightly better than them, yeah. but yeah. not as good as Stone Sour. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so it, it it was that. It was, I was listening to it going, I should really like this because it has all of the component parts that I would probably like. But after about five songs, I was like, yeah, I've heard this before like this next song sounds like that last song and like they they were absolutely ripping the guitars a new asshole and like the guys had a few really cool guitars like the the um the second guitarist guy who weren't the singer uh he he played as a mantis at one point which was really oh, nice. cool. cool they were made not Is far that the from the metal front it is the ones with the metal front and so I was like, and it sounded really cool. And like his other guitar was this like white PRS with like gold hardware. So it was kind of had the look. And the other guy had like a Les Paul and then had like a, it looked a bit like a Chapman. I'll be honest. It was like a Telecaster with an upside down headstock. Um, it, it, it was all, it was all fine. Like there was some cool guitar harmonies at one point and, but it, it was just all very samey. So we ended up going early so that we didn't get stuck in the traffic. <laughs> uh, One of the jam nights we used to go to, every every week they would open with the same song and it was always, it isn't a song that you'd expect it to be. It was uh, Chasing Cars. Oh dear. <laughs> I know. Please don't tell me they did the full five minutes and it was just some twat and an acoustic guitar. No, sometimes it was a gun acoustic card. It was good musicians playing it, but fuck me, it was the same song everywhere. I mean, I, I mean, both the bands that I'm in have done that, so I'm an absolute hypocrite. But oh, it's so boring. It's so like because yeah. like I remember there was when that first came out. Well, probably about a year after it came out, BBC Two, BBC Radio Two listeners voted it the greatest song of all time. I mean. <laughs> It's it's a stretch to, to even say. I think it was because it was the only song they could remember because it was so fucking overplayed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it's, it is difficult it, to say it's the greatest of anything, isn't it? Like greatest it song of that week. The is, guy who ran the, the the jam, he he's um his girlfriend. It was his fa- her favorite song. It's like so. Oh. <laughs> hey 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 hey! Let's not. Let's not like downplay that guy's game. There, he he did that. He yeah. he did that, and he he got things right. Um, so yeah, I, I went to a gig. Uh, that doesn't happen every week. I did a video about the TC Cinders, the TC Electronic yes. Cinders. Um, good. It, thank you. It was a a pedal that like ever since it came out, ever since they first announced that like big box Behringer um, clone line. Um, I th- thought, you know what, I'd I'd really like to try that one, and just never got round to it. And then some guy was selling one, pretty reasonable price. Uh, so I went, yeah, why not? I'll buy it. So I got that maybe like two weeks ago, and I bumped it up my list because I was thinking, like these TC pedals have, have done all right on my channel, and every one of them so far I have been really impressed with. So I'm um, I'm gonna kind of rush it up the list a bit and it did not disappoint it's... yeah it didn't sound like a, a blues driver to me though no it had a bit more um open yeah oh so i think it had a bit more kind of like top end content so it had like a bit more bite because uh, the blues drivers can be a bit smoother when you drop the mm. tone down a bit yeah uh, and they're more distortiony towards the, the top end whereas this uh I want to say transparent, but I don't want to be a cunt. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, carry on. You do you. Yeah, no, I, w- I want to say transparent, but um... no, he definitely had that kind of quality to it, didn't it? So you like you could say it. It's the kind of middle ground between a blues driver and a clon, and and you're kind of talking the right territory there. I was really impressed with it. It's it's a take on a 
on a style of pedal that I've got a fair few of anyway. Um, and it, but it does something different than those. So, like, really good. Um, Much and, better than a, a tube screamer. Way, way better than a tube well, screamer. Well, well, well. So, the Usually. end of this week, <laughs> we've got a tube screamer shooter. Oh, great. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I've, as you know, I've got. Like shit. I've got 900 pedals all in one shootout. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, so, <laughs> no, it's it's the uh, it's the no talk or time versus. So it's like a it's like a one on one. But I'm going in for this week uh, the K-Line Green Mamba because it's it's quite a again like an open sounding tube screamer. It's not got the, the like the big compression. It's not quite as uh, mid forced. There's mid mid range content there, but it's not quite mid forced. Um, and I'm versing that against the Joyo Tube Screamer because people like They're herald that the same pedal. They no, are. I don't, they I don't definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely are not. No, I don't. I don't think the K Line like, stuff is is actually rips ripped off. I think it's. Um, I think all the K Line stuff that we've been looking at is sounds pretty unique to me. Yeah. Like you can you can hear that it's got origins within certain areas, like for example the uh, the Orca chorus, definitely kind of points towards that CE two sound. I mean, if you're going to point towards a chorus, that's the one to point towards. Absolutely, yeah. and the, like the the distortion is it, it's kind of got, uh, like it's it's got the heritage in maybe something like the MI Crunch Box, but it's not quite as. Mm. Um, yeah, not is quite that as the, squishy. Which what, what was that called? The Tiger the, Eye. Yeah, I tell you what, that's the only one out of them that I didn't really like that much. I really liked it. I th- oh yeah, I thought it sounded very, just very good. With my amps, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was I was doing it with single coils, and it sounded fantastic with that. Like both me and Josh have really enjoyed that one. Um, but yeah, like the um, the the shootout this week is basically like. The tube screamer, which everyone says to go to, if you're looking for a tube screamer on a budget, and then this new K-Line one, which I think actually could probably be the overdrive that I would suggest to people if you were looking for something not quite as like extremely tube screamery. Mm. If you wanted an overdrive that's not that doesn't have that huge kind of compression and mid-range push. So we will see. We will see. Do you remember that we did a Pedal World Cup two I, years ago, three years ago? You, know, I, you made a post about that a couple of weeks, days ago, I, didn't I, you? I, I'm just thinking, instead of doing a Pedal World Cup, tube should we do a Tube Screen World Cup? <laughs> I think I'd want to die. Oh, my God. That... I mean, kill me now. That would be the best. That would literally be the best. The the most difficult thing is working out which thirty two tube <laughs> screamers to put into the group stage. I mean, you could you could do that entirely made out of Ibanez oh. tube screamers. No, you you do it like a real world. You do it like a real world cup where you have like qualifications from different. So like Asia gets some, and Europe gets some, and the US gets some. And they all have to qualify to get into the final 32. Do you know what? I, th- I hate football and I think I'd rather watch football than that. <laughs> I mean, Honestly. there's only one way to find the ultimate Tube Screamer though, isn't there? And it's the Tube Screamer World Cup. So... <laughs> oh, shit. Actually, like... actually, if you go to Timepedia, you can compare shit tons. That's a metric shit ton. Sorry, yeah. people. I mean, but we could use that. We could use that as the. You, uh... could, you could use that to work out which one to vote for. Absolutely, but you'd still need to work out if that one's better than that one, and that one's better than that one. Then those two go against each other, and then that one's better than that one. And you still need to have the World Cup. You just use the Tonepedia thing to make your decisions. Oh, that'd be great. We could do like live streams where we go like <laughs> we have the Tonepedia player up, and we do like the shootouts on there and get I'm live really feedback on it, listeners. I, I think we've, we've just struck, and we've struck we've gold done. here. <laughs> all I've done is enabled them. You have. Oh, yeah. man. And then, and then on the, the final live stream, the the final two, 
it, like two people need to be doing the live stream and each one of them is buying one of them and they're both playing it into a marshal with a strat. Yes. And you're just working. Yes. <laughs> Not just <it>. work <laughs> just work out which is the best. Indeed. From the live stream. Yeah, like a live pedal shootout demo final. I, I like <laughs> I love this idea. I would love to do um another pedal world cup, but I would like to do it on more modern pedals say pedals that were made since year 2000 so that's like not modern modern but it's like the last 23 years yeah so you're going for best pedals rather, or or i mean you could do it that way or or you could do like best pedals rather than most iconic because i think last time yeah it was it it was the first one we went yeah for the iconic history Rather yeah. than, I, I think we get the, the pe- we get the people in the group to um, vote on which pedals we should put in. We do. We don't do it this year though, because, uh, like you said, I did put up a post about this, and I got a resounding "Oh, for fuck's sake, not not yet" back. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, there was uh, comments basically a pedal European Championships, a pair of pedal American Championships. I mean, we should probably have a, a pedal FA Cup, shouldn't we, going on? <laughs> Look, a constant pedal FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Lee, Lee's loving this. Right, oh. let's uh, let's segue onto our hot take because, I mean, if, if this isn't a hot take enough. Uh, so last week we had uh, Josh's tepid hot take. <laughs> which was the movie soundtrack production is better than uh, than albums. And I think if you th- if you thought about the question, the way that we talked about it on the podcast, like better is a subjective term, isn't it? It's not, it's not definitive. But people didn't say that. Like people <laughs> took it fucking literally and went, yes, the, well, of obviously. course the production value is better because they've got bigger budgets. So 75%. Of the people say movie soundtracks slap, and I mean I can't argue with that. Like The Lion King has got an absolutely wicked, wicked soundtrack. So, you know, I mean, if you say so, that, uh, are you arguing that The Lion King doesn't like just? I'm arguing that The Lion King is the most overrated film and soundtrack of all time. Oh, Lion and King. I've seen Pulp Fiction. Um, yeah. <laughs> Right, so um, our hot take this week is not courtesy of any of us. Just disclaimer from here, <laughs> right now. <laughs> not the one from... I put forward. I uh, didn't read the one that you put forward. The one that we've well, got is too. Robbie <laughs> Valentine. Robbie Valentine. That's that is Robbie Valentine, as in the day that he's coming up. He said, "Fuzz is sorry. Fuzz are trash tier effects." So fuzz pedals are trash tier effects. Does that Discuss. include octave fuzzes? <laughs> Especially <laughs> octave fuzzes. Discuss. So, <laughs> what are we say? How are you defining effects? Because if you're just saying it's a trash sound, yeah, then that's the it's point. Clearly wrong. <laughs> but as an effect, it trashes the original signal. Oh yeah, like it it completely fucks up your like it it blasts your signal, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes your signal and it makes it not your signal anymore. Yeah. And also, like, in terms of like if you were to try and explain sound like pedal sounds to somebody who doesn't play guitar, potentially doesn't particularly listen to guitar music, I imagine they wouldn't like how you described a fuzz, but they'd say, "What's the point <laughs> in a fuzz?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'd say, "What's the point in a fuzz? like overdrive?" I think you could probably get away with like delay, obviously reverb, chorus, like all all the modulations are quite easy to explain. But if you're talk, if you say to somebody, "Yeah, what it does is it takes your guitar and it makes it as not the original signal as possible." Yeah, it renders any of the subtle nuance. <laughs> Completely useless. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like it makes a guitar with single coils sound like a Les Paul with EMGs in it. They sound yeah. exactly the same. Like I had a mate over uh, a couple of weeks ago. In fact, it was just before Christmas. Uh, he's a bass player. Really nice. Uh, decent bass player. And um, 
Come on in. Like, talk me through effects because he's not really got into effects before. And I was like, yeah. all right, then. Okay. So I started going to this, like, I was going way too deep into it. And I was like, okay, first we're going to start with fuzzes. Well, <laughs> you know, on, on uh, by. Yeah. Okay. And like, I, got, I pulled out a load of fuzzes and, and he was like, why would you want to sound like that? And I was like, <laughs> but let me show you this. And then I put it with some delay and a bit of compression and these sort of things. Uh, and then suddenly we had this wonderful cacophony of like beautiful sounds coming from around us, especially with like the jeweled delays and stuff. And it was like, ah, uh, yeah, the penny yeah, drop moment. It. But if I want to play devil's advocate, because someone's going to have to, um, fuzz was the first effect, right? Other than like the, the arm and tremolo, right? Okay. And, and reverb that was built into amps. But the first like main effect pedal that we all call like Genesis was like the, the fuzzies. And, we're all still trying to sound like that, but tones have been refined over the years. So if we're looking at fuzzes that like come out, modern fuzzes that are, are like a bit more refined and this, that, and the other, you know, it's cool. But if we're still trying to sound like the Vox, the, sorry, the Fox Tone Machine, which literally does sound like Velcro, um, maybe it is a bit like, hang on a minute, why are we still trace, chasing this like, like three transistor, two transistor, one transistor, fucking five component circuit. Yeah, I think like the the point that Matt had touched upon with it, like rendering your guitar sound to be n- the least like your original guitar sound, is part of why fuzz is like the. L- least uh like one of the least usable in in a lot of applications because it, it's it, like, like it, distortion so so like the metal zone and stuff like that no but like with with the metal zone you can you can get away with playing uh chords to a certain degree like like synth, you can still get the synth pedal does exactly the same it makes you sound, sound like a not sound like a guitar yeah, yeah but, which is why it's a trash tier effect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably also <laughs> fall in there. Um, but what, like, what I'm saying is, like, you get the you get enough note separation that, like, you could you can get away with uh, chords on a on a metal zone. You can definitely get away with like more nuanced chords on overdrive. When you get to fuzz, a lot of the time people are saying you're playing single note riffs with this or just power chords. Because anything more complex than that just gets lost in the mush. Yeah, you're not going to play like a minor ninth, are you? Because you're not going to hit. What you're going to hear is the root note, maybe the fifth. Yeah, and a lot of around it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would suggest that more classic rock songs that you know and love were um if they use pedals we use in fuzz pedals than any other type of pedal oh yeah yeah because they used the volume pedal and and cranked it down a little bit and turned that fuzz yeah. into an overdrive pedal and it sounded yeah, glorious <laughs> you can do that with fuzzes just use your yes. guitar yeah. volume yes yes you can yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like, going back to the original question, I, I I would also suggest that the person who has issued the question hasn't played the right fuzz pedal because I would have had a very similar opinion had I only tried the Fox yeah, the Fuzz Fox from fuzz. Tone City, <laughs> yeah. which, like, I, I wasn't really into the sound of fuzz anyway, and that was the first fuzz I bought, and it's fucking awful. Yeah, um, is it, it's and, like loosely based on the Fox uh, Tone Machine, isn't it? But it's with the octave always on. No, you can turn the the, the octave is on a toggle switch. Oh, is it? But like, I mean, to be honest with you, I couldn't tell the difference between the toggle switch up and the toggle switch down half the time because it was such, just a noisy heap of shit. It's not the it's not uh, the, not the fuzz pedal and, to start with. No, yeah, and no like I, I should have started with a big muff or something that's based on a a, a fuzz face of yeah. some of some some sort of variety. Yeah. And I didn't and that was on me. And then about three years later I bought a Tate FX Raise the Dead because everyone was raving about it. And now I understand Fuzz. Yeah. 
Yeah, but what Stuart's done is kind of like taking the guesswork out of it, as we've discussed many times by yeah, taking yeah. the game control. Yeah, he's found the best, like, and that's it. he's found the best sound within a fuzz face. I mean, he didn't find and, it; it was well established. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> no, and he's he's obviously there's there's different values in the pedal rather than like you know yeah. it's it's not exactly a clone, but it is that kind of that kind of um, thing. He's he's taken away the issue with the fuzz face, which is you have to put it first in the chain. So he's got rid of that. He has programmed in the best sound for it, and all you have to do is turn it up or down depending on how loud you want it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's just it's taken all the hassle out of it. So you, it's a far better. Like I know it's not an entry level fuzz with for the price. It's not like ridiculous price, but you know it's it sits in that kind of hundred and fifty quid ish range, I think. Yeah. Um. And like. It's the perfect kind of intro to a good fuzz sound, and it's not something that you're going to then have to like. If you were to go for an intro for a tube screamer, you buy the Joyo Vintage Overdrive, and then if you want a refined tube screamer sound, you've got to go out there and buy another one. Whereas with with the Raise the Dead, you buy a fuzz pedal, you go actually fuzz is great, and actually this can work on a board. Yeah, the, the trouble with um, circuits like the um, like the fuzz face is my first experience with a fuzz face style of thing was um playing around with it thinking okay this sounds shit what's going on here so this still sounds shit didn't get a good tone until i turned the gain all the way up and then up but then peer pressure overcame me and i'm like hang on a minute turning controls to the maximum is really frowned upon so although this sounds good it's not allowed this isn't i'm not allowed to have this setting yeah and the other thing so i i got from during lockdown i got one of stuart's um i can't remember whether it was a general i think it was a germanium fuzz face and the reason i sold it was because with that original circuit i it it couldn't run on a board for me because you have to crank it to get it to sound great which yeah. means your volume jumps four five six times and you can't you know i, I can't you know, be in a band mix and then jump to six times the volume because <laughs> it ruins the mix. Yeah, I, I remember I was talking to Lee Harris, who we had on the podcast before, who um, plays in uh, Source Full of Secrets, uh, very good guitarist. And he, um, we were talking about fuzzes and germanium fuzzes, and he was like, why do people go on about them? They're weaker and they fuck about in the different weather conditions. You can't tour them. You know, I don't understand why, you know, fuck germanium <laughs> fuzzes. Why is everyone obsessed with this rubbish? I think it's because, you know, a lot of the those early pedals were germanium and, you know, a lot of people are after that sound that they used to listen to. And yeah, I mean, you can get some absolutely fantastic sense out of germanium uh, transistors. You can, yeah, but it's, it's, just, it's just rubbish consistency to deal with. Is difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean you need you need a germanium uh, fuzz face with a built-in heater, so that it like a like a thermostat <laughs> yeah, it keeps, so. keeps it at, at, at seventeen degrees C at all time. Yeah, yeah so it's got air conditioning built inside the box. Benson have a pedal that does that. It maintains the heat uh, for the uh, transistors and uh, keeps them at the right temperature. There you go. So they've solved the problem. Uh, so I think we've we've given some good reasons for we've given some good reasons against. There are things to think about there, and you can you can make up your own mind as to whether you think that fuzz pedals are a trash tier effect. I think I know where this one's going based on our audience. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there we go. I, I um I want to talk about another um. Uh, hot take that we had that I was mentioned on because I, I when I was listening back to the podcast I was like oh my god where the um the guy was like who the fuck is this Lee Alexander guy anyway <laughs> why do we give a shit about what his opinions are and all I did was reshare something that I wasn't even involved in I was like what what are you going on about <laughs> leave me alone oh, it, it was that, a, I mean to be fair that's that that wasn't your fault what the fault there was somebody made a poll and didn't limit the options to just the ones that they created. That's funny. Indeed. <laughs> However, it was the Dimebag like, one, wasn't it? It was the Pantera Hilarity one. ensued, yeah. and I have no regrets. 
Um, it was it was no it was excellent. I just I loved the fact that you were getting flack for the, for something that were, you weren't even a part of. I honestly, I was I thought it was brilliant. It was it was absolutely like fantastic bit of internet that was really really interesting slice. Uh, so there you go. There will be a poll. Hopefully that you will only get the choice of two poll options if I do it correctly, and it will be it will be. Uh, Pedal, fuzz pedals. Oh, he trash says fuzz effect. pedals are shit. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's so, that's so very tempting to do. Um, I, I won't right, share we, it. I, I was got... I was going to talk a little bit um, earlier about um, some lessons I've been doing and uh, songwriting stuff, but uh, we've also got um, some really quite deep news to go through as well. So yeah, I tell you what, what you want to sh- do. Save the songwriting stuff for the page. We'll talk okay. about it in the page. Um, and we'll talk about... We've got three bits of news, and I kind of want to mention them all. Well, let's do the victory stuff, because... We'll do the I've victory got, stuff. We'll do the victory stuff. all that. The, the Black Star stuff's going to be like delayed for another week, isn't it? Black Star. Yeah. Black Star don't make delays. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, there is a do. delay <laughs> in this unit. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, let's talk about the victories. Go on, go on. Let's okay, so our friends over at Victory uh, have released... Um, well, they've updated the Sheriff range. And yeah. let me go through the notes. And what we'll do is we'll go through the notes and you guys just chime in if you've got anything to talk about it. So uh, it used to be the Sheriff 22 and the 44. Now that is the Sheriff 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 25 uh, is just 25 watts it doesn't have a low power mode it's got a 12x7 and an el86 which sounds a lot like an el84 um and it can be changed i think for an el88 um but it's um and then you've got a 100 watt version that's got a 30 watt mode and on 100 uh so put on the 100 you've got a 12 ax7 and an el34s but you can switch the valves around for things like kt77s and so on but you can also switch them for things like 6l6s with a little bit of jiggery pokery and there's like uh biasing lights on the back and that sort of thing so that's that's quite interesting to be able to have an amp that you can do these sort of things with the old sheriffs used to have uh two inputs which because the old sheriffs were um, based on an old 70s uh, Marshall that Martin really yep. likes. Now, this now has a single input, but it has two channels. So you've got two channels on both of them. Yeah. Uh, you've got a shared EQ for the, uh, for the two channels. And you have two gains and two master volumes. And we'll come back to that, back to that in a minute. Uh, on the 100-watt version, you've also got two voices on each channel. So you've got like a, a low and a high gain on both of the clean channel and the dirty channel. Let's call them that for argument's sake. Now this is where it starts getting a little bit interesting because one of the tricks that this has up its sleeve, which I've ne- never seen done before, it might have been, but I've never seen it done before, Yeah, is usually you have gain one is linked to master volume one and gain two is linked to master volume two. And you can have that on these. But there's a switch on the back. If you switch it, it detaches them from each other. So master volume one and master volume two can apply to both gain one and gain two. So that effectively gives you a boost channel on each channel. It's giving you four different channels. Mm-hmm. Then on the 100 watt versions... The two um, the two switchable voices are also foot switchable as well, which then gives you eight different channels. So yes, that's yeah, that's ultimate really switching up. Yeah. yeah. So it's so uh, it's a, it's very much a refinement of the. So they've taken the the classic Marshall sound, like you mentioned. They've got the second channel, which is. Hot rodded, like hot rodded, yeah. You kind of eighties Marshall kind of tone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really which, high gain. It's very, very high gain Marshall. Yeah, so I mean, you've you've almost got like the two two kinds of markets for Marshall amps there, haven't you? Uh, so it's kind of 
doing the span of of the martial tones that you would expect to get. Yeah, and then you've got the added switch of switchability, switch ability, um, <laughs> uh, with with added boost boosty goodness. Yeah, I mean it, it's really treading on the toes of the JVM, but it sounds more refined than the JVM, um, and it can come in a smaller thing. Um, so the the hundred watt comes in two different sizes. One's for like a, a normal four by twelve, so it's it will sit on top of a normal four by twelve, looking normal, uh, like the right size. But if you imagine yeah. like a, a two by twelve um, standing sideways, the other one would fit on top of that, uh, and they're exactly the same amp, but in two different cases yeah you've got like a smaller smaller and a bigger box version yeah and there's only a yeah. hundred quid difference on them uh the 20 that would be really interested to know that these are in wood box. yeah yes these ones are in wooden boxes but the 25 is still in a tin can well yes. you've got the 25 and then you've got the 25 combo which is in a wooden box in with a, a speaker box. exactly yeah exactly um uh, the the speaker in the combo is a uh, Celestian uh, G seventy five Heritage. Yeah, uh, they've they've moved the effects loop as well. There was an issue on the old ones that when you change the channel, like obviously going from one jack into the other, the effects loop would sound different. Um, so they've moved it now, so it's more consistent. Um, and then you've got some other little bits and pieces that were bought over from like uh, the Super Kraken and stuff like that. So you've got a bass focus switch. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a presence control on all the amps, but on the 100 watt ones on the back, you've got like a, a refine a refining um, knob for the presence. So you can like basically shift the the exact placement of it in the EQ range. So that's pretty cool. We, you know, at first glance, I think like everyone else, at first glance we thought, oh, okay, they've just like upped the voltage on the, you know, the wattage on the amps. But looking at it in detail, there's a lot of change on it. Yeah, they've made a lot of refinements. And I think like we were talking on the Patreon a couple of weeks ago about what we wanted Marshall to be doing it like going forward into the future. And this pretty much answers a fair fair amount of that. <laughs> Yeah. So and like the fact that you've now got like a hot rod sound and a more vintage seventies sound, but in the same amp. Yeah. Like Marshall need to do something like that, and they don't. They they don't. They have like, you know, their JVM. It's just like a clean channel and a crunch channel and a lead channel. No, it's four, it, four channels all, on. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, but still, like it's 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 pretty much they're not voiced different or they're, they're not voiced very differently. There's like, I'm pretty sure two of them are voiced similar. Like none of them are voiced like one classic one, a bit more hot rodded. Yeah. Like this is, this is something that Marshall have the capability to do. Go, do you know what? We've got a 70s circuit and we've also got our like hot rodded 80 circuits. They could put those into an amp the same as victory. Have they've so, got, they've got the capability of making amps like this, but they just, so I think they never they, seem to, I think they did it. I think they did it about 10 years ago, but it weren't switchable. It was like, it was a blend between the two. It was the, the uh, vintage modern, which, um, Paul Gilbert was championing for a while. And you had like a, like a really fire breathing modded sound. And then you'd had like the more vintage sound. And I think it was just like a blend control between these two, Circuits it was a lot more simplified than because it lo- it looked just like a classic plexi. It has like one row of knobs, but then it had this kind of blend control. Uh, so I mean, they... I, I would have a JVM. I, I would happily have a JVM. I think they're killer killer amps. Yeah, I mean, I I quite I'm guessing over these. Um, I'm guessing over the super kraken at the moment. Uh, super kraken, super sheriff at the moment. Super sheriff. Yeah, the Super Sheriff is the hundred run, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at that and liking it a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a serious wedge of cash to to drop, but it it's like it's featured in a way that yes, it's probably worth it. I mean, if you compare it to the Friedmans and like the Soldanos Sol- oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff, it, it's it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm just saying, like from my my perspective, as budget I would, chap. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 kind of stuff I'd be aiming towards would be that that like budget uh, Marshall stuff, like the six seven hundred quid mark. Mm. Um, 
but like feasibly I could probably push to the uh the 25 and that would that would do me I think like 25 watts would be fine I I gig with a 30 watt amp and I never use a full 30 watts of it so yeah interestingly the the 100 watt ones do drop down to 30 watts as well so like if you get one of them you know you're able to um gig it basically yeah. anywhere I mean I I ain't got time for that bringing a 100 watt head and a 412 cab to then use 30 watts of it <laughs> you get away with the mini one and a 212 yeah I'd, I'd I'd go for the combo I'd just go for the combo just simple yeah I'll tell you I wouldn't blame you I don't I've never really liked one by 12 so I've always felt I find them sounding really boxy but I, I, I'd love, like to hear this oh mm. uh, uh, yeah I've, I've never had any issues um we've we're pretty much at the end of a podcast now I reckon we pretty much the podcast. We're going to mention uh, a couple of things on the on the page. We're going to talk about Lee's uh, songwriting adventures. I think yeah. we might also talk about a few little guitar leaks that, are, that have come out recently. Um, but I they we were will be talk mentioned. About the carrots and the onions. Should have saved a joke for later. Sorry. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, the the important part of having a shit joke is that it's. A, joke yeah do we mention Ooh. that our, our good friend joe branson has ripped off our <laughs> shit joke feature indeed he's but he's put it at the start of the podcast so oh, ha, ha. Yeah, he's trying to I drive mean, the listeners away rather than yeah <laughs> do you know, I mean, we, we, we're gonna, i'm gonna listen to it because i don't i don't really listen to it um anymore but i'm gonna see if he's going to the end of our podcast and nicking them from us <laughs> really, oh, that, that, really that would be a crafty move wouldn't it <laughs> i mean there's you know only what? so I many dad mad. jokes there's only so many dad jokes out there i, I wouldn't even be mad but like as long as he's rebranded it like we've done with the uh, guitar stuff of the anno rebranding them yeah yeah like the the <laughs> excrement humor rather than the shit joke or something <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy with it you go ahead branson right so oh, we we're yeah. gonna extend a massive thank you to our listeners we're gonna extend an even massive a thank you to our patreon backers because you keep the lights on and i mean times is good i've got two lights on now so like, you are keeping me in the lavish lifestyle that i'm accustomed to <laughs> We may, uh, and this is news for everyone, including you two, we may have a special guest next week. Woo! Yeah. Woo. Nice. I mean, we, we need to get on recording two podcasts in one week at some point, so... You've got like three weeks for that. Mm, we don't. We've got, we've got this, two this weeks. Week is one of the, this week is one of them. <laughs> and I've got to edit it as well, so we <laughs> definitely don't have three weeks. Um, but you, yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> right, yeah. Cool. Um, so our Patreon back. I've not written them down. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I I know who these people are. Um, apparently I don't. Apparently I, I don't. You just write it on the back page and then just like, always skip to the back page. I, I know who they are anyway. Why am I looking in the thing? So we've got Mr. Andrew Bimson of Rising of the Lights. We have got Mr. Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh. Erection. We have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. And he's now doing a third podcast, something about trains. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. I can't keep up. So, Brian, just let me know. Just like message yeah. me or something with the name of it and I'll, I'll share it out. And then finally, we've got Mr. Ross Philpotts. Oh yeah! So if you want to catch me online, I am Mr. Budget Pelchap. You find me Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series, which this week featured the Cinders by TC Electronic and a Tube Screamer shootout. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> Lee, where can we find you? You just shot me, man. I did. <laughs> Uh, you can catch me on Pedalboard's Dame on Facebook, obviously. We've got a Facebook page, but don't go there. <laughs> uh, you can catch us on Instagram. You can catch us on TikTok. And Instagram. I said that already, didn't I? And obviously <laughs> you YouTube and Instagram. Did you mention that you can find us on Instagram? 
<laughs> Are we on Instagram? We may very well be. Where can we find... It's at Pedalboard of Doom, isn't it? And Matt, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at heel underscore Matt Q. Yes, we can. Right, so from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. From Lee Padabadabadadoo. Yo. From Mr. Matt Wine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Way. It will be a tutty bye. And good night. fell asleep at a party and someone put a tea bag in my mouth. I went mental. No one treats me like a mug. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs>